Welcome, everyone, to episode number lucky 77, John, of the Daddy Sharps podcast. My name is Luke. Hello, Mr. Luke, and I'm John. We're just a couple of dads who like to make the sharpest bets we can. And we're just a couple of dads who break down the games. And this week, John, the fights that our square hole buddies are just too scared to break down. So listen up. For the next several months, we are breaking down a different kind of combo for you. I will be sharing next day and upcoming weekend hockey bets. And John, you're going to be sharing UFC bets. Yes. But before we get to this week's best bets, we got to do a little quick recap of last week's best bets. I'll be honest here, Mr. Luke. Some weird final results here from the fights. I'm not going to go into it here with the judging, but if you know, you know, grapplers had a tough night in Mexico City last week. So we ended up going 3-3-1 three, three, and one on our UFC best bets. Oh, oh, I, oh, oh yes. I know. Oh, yeah. I, it was I'm tough. just saying I know. It was tough. I know. <laughs> Naimov over Silva. That was a winner in round one. It was a great way to start the night off for us. Then we went to Poyez over Zayam. I think that's what you were talking about. We had a loss on a split decision there. Then we had Moreno over Royval, another loss on a split decision. Then we had Quinones over Barcelos, a loss there when Quinones was winning the fight, and then he got submitted in the third round. That was awesome. Torres and Duncan, winner, and Torres looks like the real deal here, so we'll definitely be betting him again. Rosas, we had Rosas over Tercios, and the fight was canceled. Rosas gets sick right before the walkouts, like minutes before he's supposed to come out and like, fight. Like on like on all fours or something, right? Just on like all fours. Curling? Yep. Oh. Yes. So that, that fight was out. And then we had Cherez versus Lacerda, and that was an easy winner, just like we predicted. Yep. Uh, I, I'm not going to get into it, just like you said. We're not going to talk about it, but just too coincidental that there was at least one judge that was scoring everything the same way. Uh, yes. I, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Uh, I'm going to say it. Uh, you know, brace yourself. Uh, I, I'm not going to say anything bad, John. I'm not going to go, but I'm uh, it, the UFC returns to Mexico city. I just don't think I can bet it. Uh, me and you did talk about that before the podcast. Uh, you're going to see much lighter bets from us in a Mexico city fight. <laughs> All right, on to hockey. I won't, I won't give you all the details of every game, but uh, I'll just say that it was a rebound week from two weeks ago. Three and three in best bets. Uh, you know, still not winners, but that's, that's better. And uh, two and one on my leans as well. So nice. uh, hockey cooking up, and we've got some great hockey bets coming up right now uh, for tomorrow's slate, which is Thursday. And now for that unique kind of transition that we were talking about, John, that we're all going to get used to. We will all yes. get used to this over the next coming weeks and months to the NHL. I will start us off with our round of best bets this week. My first best bet of the week, the Arizona Coyotes are at the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs is favored on the money line, minus 210. The Coyotes on the money line at plus 210. The over-under is six and a half here. My best bet, take the Leafs on the money line. I know it's a high number, minus 210, a lot of big, but hear me out here. There's also a heavy lean on the Leafs on the puck line at plus money. The Leafs are playing really well lately, despite a loss the other day against uh, the Golden Knights at home. This is kind of a revenge game uh, for the Leafs whooping Vegas just last week. But listen to these stats. I mean, Austin Matthews has a 77 uh, points in in uh, in the scoring leaders table. 
for the Hart Trophy. Uh, leads the NHL in goals with 52 right now. The Leafs are first in goals per game and sixth in shots per game. The Yotes have lost 13 straight games right now. They are 23rd in goals against per game, 24th in shots per game. These teams face each other just the other week, and the Leafs won on their West Coast trip 6-3. So take the Leafs on the money line again. Minus 210 is steep, I understand, so I will also be taking them on the puck line, John. On to game number two, the Winnipeg Jets at the Dallas Stars. The Stars favor on the money line, minus 167. The Jets on the money line is plus 133. The over-under is six in this game. The over is minus 104. The under, minus 112. Two best bets in this one. Two best bets. The Stars money line at minus 167. And the under six for the money line. Let's talk about this. The Stars are 7-1-2 and two in their last 10 meetings between these two teams. The Jets looking pretty good lately, but they cannot score lately. For the total under six, the Jets ranked first in goals against per game and seventh in shots per game. The Stars are 14th in both of those categories. The Jets will struggle to score in this game, and that means... The best bets here are the Stars' money line at home and the under six. Look for a low-scoring game in this one. And then Beautiful. finally, in this first barrage of best bets in the NHL, the Buffalo Sabres are playing on the road at the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning favored at minus 165. The Buffalo Sabres on the money line at plus 140. The over-under is six and a half. The over in that is even under six and a half is minus 120. My best bets. I got two of them here too. Best bets. Take the bolts at home on the money line at minus 165. But I also love the under here, six and a half. The lightning are seventh in goals scored and 25th in goals allowed. The Sabres are 24th in goals scored. So they're going to lose this game and 12th in goals allowed, but they are sixth in shots allowed. That means, along with both teams playing at a medium tempo over the long haul of the season, the Sabres have the better adjusted defensive rankings as well. You're going to take the under in this one, John. Under six and a half and take the bolts at home on the money line. I will be tailing, as I always do. I love it. Yes. All right. So here we go. From the ice to the canvas, to the octagon, my man. Another fight at the Apex Center in Las Vegas. We're going to jump in here. Uh, Me and you talked about this before the podcast. Odds are very suspect on this card. A lot of these guys are huge favorites, and they should not be favored by this much, and some of them have never been this much favored. So take this uh, with a grain of salt here. So you got Duncan minus 300 versus Habero at 185. My best bet here is going to be Duncan. Duncan, he's the English striker with all the fancy knockouts, a lot of spinning attacks from this guy. He's an undefeated fighter who took a loss on his UFC debut to six foot three fighter. He got back on track with a round one knockout in his second UFC fight. Habero, This guy's a finish or be finished kind of guy. He never goes to the scorecards. His two losses on the UFC are knockouts. Habero is the same size and reach as the typical fighters that Duncan beats. Duncan has trouble with tall, lanky guys. That is not what Habero is. I like Duncan to win with an impressive knockout here. So take Duncan on the money line there. Petrino, minus 300 versus Pedro at 205. 
My best bet here is going to be Petrino. Petrino, he is 3-0 on the UFC with two finishes and 10 pro bouts. This guy only has two decisions on his career. My favorite part about him, his fighting style, is his IQ. He is an incredibly smart fighter. He has the power in his hands to knock anybody out, but he mixes in takedowns when he's fighting a really good striker, so it kind of varies depending on the opponent. In the two UFC fights, he landed four and seven takedowns. Tough competition up here. And what the matchmakers are hoping for is Pedro has three knockouts in his last three fights. They are hoping for a quick ending or a very entertaining fight between these two. Pedro, this guy's primarily a striker. While Petrino can take this fight to the ground, that's why I'm going with a well-rounded fighter over the power puncher. Petrino will use that high fight IQ to get it to the mat, and that's where he's going to win, riding him out. Here's one that really confuses me. Anders, minus 500 versus Pickett at the 185-pound weight class. Anders, minus 500, that's my best bet. This fight lays out exactly why I think these odds are crazy on this card. Anders is 1-4 in, in his last five fights, and he is a minus 500 favorite here. Anybody that's a fan of the podcast, you know how I feel about Pickett. This guy is basically free money. I bet against him every time. He looks great on the scale. When you see pictures of him, this guy is ripped, huge, a beast, tall, boasts an 80-inch reach advantage, which is similar to heavyweights, and he fights at middleweight. His weakness is southpaws, though. This guy's 0-3 on the UFC against southpaws, and you guessed it, Anders is a southpaw. And still, she's still minus 500. But money has been pouring in on him all week. The number last week was minus 350. So you can see a lot of money went to with the former Alabama football player there. So do you see a lot of, just like you would in football, uh, NFL, uh, or college, um, you know, sharp, sharp money pouring in on some of these fighters for different reasons that might that, that might presuppose they have some inside information because let me qualify that. I love all of your picks. I really do. But you know, minus 500 on Anders is oh, one and four yeah. in his last five is a little ridiculous, right? Right. And anybody that listens to our podcast, we don't, we don't really give out anything over minus 250. And there's no fights on this card. Like these, these no. odds, I haven't seen a card like this, especially with names like this. These guys are on losing streaks. A lot of these guys are up and comers. And they're getting minus 500s over, and they're not like fighting guys on UFC debuts. These these odds are crazy. It's, so uh, it's definitely a card. It's not a card for casual MMA watchers, <laughs> if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, these, are, these are not the big names. Some of these guys are going to be cut from the UFC, but the odds just shocked me on this card. Like these should be minus 250, minus 200 fights. And I don't, I do, I have no idea why these odds are so inflated. These are uh, more so, inflated than a pay-per-view card. That's well, how crazy it is. What do you think? Well, what? So we don't know why then that it, it jumped from a three hundred and fifty to a five hundred. Oh, it's got to be money pouring in on him. Pickett, Pickett is. Uh, he's been cut from the UFC before, and then they brought him back mm. because he fought Bo Nickel in Bo Nickel's debut. So Bo Nickel's this great NCAA wrestler, and they basically threw him a lamb. And I think they they said, "Hey, Pickett, if you take on Bo Nickel, we'll give you." three fight contract so this is the final fight in that contract yeah. so and he lost the other the other fights so and of course with bo nickel i think he lost in under 60 seconds so yeah, right right he's, he's not even supposed to be there but anders 
guy's 36 years old. Uh, one in four in his last five. Uh, fights once a year. Huh. Can't believe he's minus 500. Well, you know, my minus theory, 500, even over you, Pickett. You know, what my theory is my theory is that um, we were, we're watching a lot of chasing. Oh, after, that could be. After, after the UFC in Mexico City. Very possible. That could be. Yeah. We gotta we gotta stop talking about Mexico City or people get <laughs> We don't wanna we don't wanna piss off the wrong people. Yes, that's right. That's right. To the NHL, then here we go with another transition. We've got the New York Islanders at the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings favored on the money line at minus 125. The Islanders on the money line at plus 105. The over in this game. Six, the over at minus 120. The under six at is even right now. Uh, it's probably going to change before uh, face-off. Best bet here, take the Red Wings on the money line at home, man. At minus 125, that's a good number to, to make money on. And they're just hot. We just saw them the other day. Destroy, just destroy the Sharks. Who doesn't destroy the Sharks? But anyways, Red Wings <laughs> are fourth in the league when it comes to goals per game. They are eighth on power plays. The Wings have also won six straight, including... 28 goals, John, in their last Ooh. six. The Islanders have just 16 goals in their, la in their last six, and they've given up 22. That all points to a best bet. Red Wings on the money line at minus 125. And then we've got the Vegas Golden Knights at the Boston Bruins. That has a long way to fly, uh, to, to fly for a game. And they're just kicking off that series. Oh, no, they were up in Toronto. They were up in Toronto, beat the Maple Leafs, so now they're, they, they've got a day off, and they go to Boston. So I guess there is that, but still, when you're traveling west to east, you're losing some sleep a little bit here and there, and those guys need to sleep. Uh, we've got the Boston Bruins favorite on the money line at minus 160, the Golden Knights on the money line at plus 135. The over-under to this one is five and a half goals, pretty low total. The over, minus 120, the under is even. My best bet, and I've got two of them, the Bruins money line at home and the over five and a half. The Bruins are back home after their own four-day road trip out west. And they finished out west one and three. Their only win was an overtime win, their first game in that uh, road trip against Edmonton. They are still in first place, folks, in the Atlantic Division. They're a hot team. They're a good team. For the Golden Knights, well, they showed up as a desperate win against the Maple Leafs the other night, uh, and they won, you know, uh, but desperate teams don't get it done. They are dealing with huge injuries with Mark Stone and uh, Jack Eichel out. Without those two guys, they mostly struggle. Like I said, desperate for those wins. The Bruins are averaging 3.3 goals per game, making them 10th in the league, and they hold their opponents to 2.7 goals per game. The Vegas offense not getting it done. Their defense is really good, but in this one, I like the Bruins money line and the Bruins will probably score most of the goals in this one, making that over five and a half. Next, we've got the Minnesota Wild at the Nashville Predators. This is probably going to be, it's one of those games, you know, like you, you know, watching the NFL and, and you're, oh, we've got, uh, we've got Carolina Atlanta. Okay. I do not want to watch that, but it turns <laughs> out to be one of the best games of the week. And you're like, oh my God, just great oh for betting. Oh yes. God, oh my God. <laughs> One of those games. We've got the Nashville Predators favored at home on the money line at minus 115. The Wild at minus 105 as the uh, opponents on the road, the road dogs. Uh, the over-under is six in this one. The over at minus 110. The under 
is minus 110. So it's telling you right there, this is going to be a great game. If the odds makers in hockey can't make a decision, my best bets. Who do you think my best bet is? Ooh, that's a good question. You Maybe. have been with the Wild quite a bit the past week. Take the Wild, my man. Take the Wild on the money line and the over six in this game. These two are one and one head to head this season. Both teams are playing really good hockey right now. The Wild on the road, though, have scored a lot of goals 12 goals on the road in their last three games. Even though they've won the other day, the Preds do not have a great home record. Check this out. They are 18, 10, and 2 on the road. They are 14 and 15 at home. The Preds are on a six-game win streak. The Wild coming off a loss right now. Guess what happens at home after a six-game win streak and you and 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 you got a wild team that needs to win because the playoffs are coming up. Streaks end, my man. Streaks end. And they will yes. end right here in Nashville with the Preds at home. My best bets take the wild on the money line and the over. It's going to be a lot of goals scored in this one. Six and a half, Johnny J. Very nice, sir. All right. So we kind of we kind of described these odds earlier. Had a little discussion on them. Don't be afraid, folks. We don't usually advocate for parlays, but don't be afraid to mix and match some of these hockey vets with some of these high-priced fighters this week. And that's we do exactly, it all. We do it every week. Yeah, we do it every that's week. What I did. You just gave a best bet there the Boston Bruins money line minus 160. You can get some of that big down with like this next fight, Makayev. Makayev minus 275 versus Perez at the 125-pound weight class. Makayev is my best bet there. And if you pair that with the Boston Bruins, you get quite a little good return. This guy, Makayev, has looked quite impressive on the UFC. He's a dominant grappler. He uses takedowns and submission attempts as his weapon. This guy is not a striker. He has some of the worst striking numbers, the lowest output, I should say, the lowest output on this entire card. In his last four fights, though, he's landed 25 takedowns. That's against other grapplers, too. He always gets matched up with great grapplers in the UFC. On the other side, we have Perez. This guy's coming off a two-year layoff, a two-fight losing streak, and in between his two losses, he had nine canceled fights. You don't see that very often, including two missed weight cuts since 2018. So I think it's fair to say you have to question the commitment here of Perez. I see Mikhaev getting his takedowns, controlling Perez from the top position, wearing out that two-year-old gas tank after the long break. So take Mikhaev, and I'm I'm dead serious about that. Mikhaev with the with the Bruins, your money line pick. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I like that one. And here's a guy that you've been on since uh, he first debuted incredible. in the Octagon. Yes. Incredible. Basharat versus Zahabi at the 155 pound weight class. All right. I'm going to give this out here. When I wrote this, Basharat was a minus 500 favorite. I checked before the podcast. This guy is swelled all the way to minus 900. Uh, I still uh, like unreal, him. Unreal. I still like him the most. Uh, but at that price, it's hard to invest a lot of money in him. So Basharat. Like a- you go. So ahead. I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say. It's like it's like a Mayweather fight. Like minus yeah. twelve hundred, minus yeah, two thousand. It's crazy. It's crazy. Who bets on that? Uh, Basharat. He's a complete fighter. He can strike. He can land takedowns. Uh, he's also a high output striker, landing at least eighty significant strikes in three straight UFC fights. Zahabi on paper looks amazing with a three fight win streak and two round one knockouts. However, his strike defense is very shaky against UFC fighters and he only defended two takedowns on the UFC. 
He didn't give up any, but he only defended against two. Basharat landed six takedowns in his last three fights, and he's going to attempt way more than that in this fight easily. This is another fight that moved in a hurry, like I was saying. Basharat, minus 500 as late as yesterday. He saw the movement all the way to minus 900. This is the fastest moving line on the card. If you want to get in at minus 900, you can. Uh, but that I, I give this out because I liked this fighter. And maybe you watch this for future down the road when he actually fights a better opponent. All right. So do this you, is... Well, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, I'm sorry yes. to interrupt. So yeah. do, you, do, you, do you put... Do you put 10 bucks on Zahabi in this one? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. He, you know, everyone uh, has a different full unit, but... Yeah. Even not a unit, but do you put a little bit on Zahabi just because everyone That's, gets caught on the chin? You never know. The bet I would like here is uh-huh. uh, Basharat by decision. This guy's a points fighter. So a lot of people are going to see minus 900 and assume he's just going to knock this guy out or submit him. Uh, he actually hasn't done any of that since he's been on the UFC. This guy finishes everybody on the scorecards. So he's he's smart in the third round and stays away. I would actually bet Basharat uh, by decision. And okay. I think you can get a really good price on that because with a minus 900 figure like that, I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, I think you're going to see the most big on him by finish. So that's kind of, it's kind of a sharper way to look at it, I guess. Yeah. And you're the more, and, and, and people should know you're the more conservative better among the two of us. And so I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm, 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 I'm hearing you say that and I'm hearing Oh, I should sprinkle just a little bit on uh, by <laughs> by submission, <laughs> by knockout, by decision, and on Actually, the nine hundred, or and a little bit on Zahabi as well. You never know. The uh, if if you wanted to go with a little crazy bet, we're gonna go a little off the cuff here. A oh, little, here a we little go. Sprinkle a little sprinkle. Go. The like fight I just not the Basharat fight, but the fight I I highlighted earlier earlier Makayev versus Perez. So Perez has been on a two-year hiatus, so he's been on a little break, but this guy's a, a submission artist. Uh, that's how he likes to finish, guys. Makayev has not lost in the UFC. He is excellent, but there have been, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, there's probably five UFC fights I think he's been in, and seven of them he he gave up submission attempts, and he almost got submitted in his last one. Perez by submission is a very live thing here. <laughs> Makayev is 23 years old, still young. He might get into some trouble there. Uh, I wouldn't put a full unit on it, but Perez by submission could pay a lot of money. Ooh, a little that's, sprinkle. I just wanted to talk. I would sprinkle. I just sprinkle. wanted to talk about the sprinkle. Everyone yeah. loves. Everyone yes. loves sprinkles. <laughs> All, All right, I this next asking. one. I like this guy. This is a on this whole card. This is my favorite guy. Urseg minus 275 versus Snell minus and. This is at the 125-pound weight class. My bet there is going to be Urseg. So I really like this Australian fighter. He has two fights in the UFC. They both got a def- decision, and his grappling game is where he's strongest. Four takedowns landed in two UFC fights with two submission attempts, so he's pretty active on the ground. And that includes his last fight, which went the distance. So in a full MMA fight, you get 15 minutes total. This guy had six minutes and 30 seconds of control time. Almost half the fight, this dude was in control on top. Schnell is two and three in his last five fights, and his losses were ugly. Two in round one and one in round two. His last two wins, a submission against a guy who has been submitted in half of his fights on the UFC, three out of six, and a split decision 
over a tough fighter type Tyson Nam, but in no way considered elite. At 34 years old, you have to start questioning the chin of Schnell. He's been knocked down four times, knocked out twice in his last five fights. That's a major yikes for me, and I love Urseg. And like we were talking about these mixed parlays, I had uh, your Detroit Red Wings. You gave that pick out uh, last Tuesday, I believe, on Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, I had right. that, and I parlayed it with Urseg and took that minus 275 down. So the Red Wings already already won. So I've got Urseg to win at plus 104 right now, my man. Nice. The Wings smash the Sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get creative with right, these. Nice. Got to get creative with these best bets here. Well, it looks like we found a little niche, haven't we? Yes, That's what we're doing. Yes. And next week, next week, new segment, we're going to start doing sharing our our parlays between hockey and those are going to be Ooh, our extra bets. Yeah. The the fun bag. The fun bag. Oh, that's what we're going to call it. We're calling it the fun bag. Let's go. Let's not only go. not only are you getting our picks, listeners, but you are also getting our production meeting notes. Yes, for sure. For sure. Right in front of you. Oh, I love it. But unfortunately, yes. unfortunately, John, and no. cue the music. That's going to do it for the Daddy Sharps podcast this week. But remember, always gamble responsibly and within your means. And the bets we share... Well, they're based on our own research. We don't always win. Be sure to check us out on social media. Look for the Daddy Sharps on Facebook and at Daddy Sharps on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be back next week with all our best bets and much more. And much more meaning the fun bag bets. But John, <laughs> first, got a question for you. Oh. Um, I, I, I'm hoping you know the answer to this one. Who is your daddy? We are. Stay sharp, everybody.